What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Oh, you, did you hit record? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. That's right. This is the podcast where we talk about the business of health and the health of business. I'm Doug. My name is Patrick. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the Reverend Brian Burgess. <laughs> All right, so it's been a little while. Been a little while. Aaron, what episode is this? Mm. See if he's keeping up with it. 37. 37, episode 37. And today, I think this is going to be a short one, but a good one. We're going to talk about chasing it. What? <laughs> Just chasing it. Chasing it. You know, chasing. Chasing. Slow down on the it. Chasing it. Well, what, what does that mean? You know, and what does making it mean? So we were sitting around, I guess, the couch right out there the other day, and we were talking about it. And no matter how much progress we make, no matter um, how even good things are, you, I always feel like there's still something that we're pursuing. And for me, it's not, it's not a number. It's not like we need to or I need to make X amount of money. It's not that the company we need to do X millions of dollars. It's, it's not even that. And I don't even know how to ex explain it, but it's, for me, it is, it is progress. It's chasing progress. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think, I think really what I'm chasing or pursuing, um, is really a legacy. So I don't want something that is fleeting. Like, you know, it's, if you're chasing material things, like you can go buy a new truck or a new boat or something like that, that's cool. You know, that's fun. That can be fun. But like, that's not lasting. And so um, I feel like at least for me and what we're trying to do with all these different businesses and, and continuing to pour back into the businesses and hence our, our clients and our communities um, is to build a legacy. What, what does that mean, though? I don't really yet know what that means. I don't know how to specifically define it. But I think for me, it's, it's um, a legacy. A, a big part of the legacy is a community of like-minded individuals that uh, are passionate about the same things and have the same positive goals. Um, and so creating that community and building that legacy for when I'm gone or when I'm not here, present, and proximate, um, is definitely something that I would say that I'm chasing. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? I mean, I think you're right on it. I think, I think when we were discussing this and the more you kind of start to talk about it, I think it's a very natural thing for people. I think especially men to have that pursuit, right? Like it's, it's natural for us to, uh, to have something that we're driven to or, or, um, something that we're going to go for in life and it should be kind of a natural thing. So I think that that feeling or it's always there, it's kind of like, but in the, why you have that feeling, it's like you're trying to, de to define what it is. Yeah. It's and like I, the next step. It's like the next level, but like sometimes that, that next step and next level is really hard to define. And I feel like even when you get there, if it's a destination, it is, you're, you'll still be chasing it. Well, it, it evolves, right? Like yes. it continues to evolve as you grow and you get older, uh, wiser. Um, but I think that that drive for 
being better or uh, moving forward is always and should be there, right? Like, um, <clears throat> so, so and, and this is, and, and just to be clear here, this is a lot different, at least for me and thinking, this is a lot different than your why. You know, you hear a lot of uh, discussions about, you know, leadership and business podcasts of like, what's your why? You need to define your why and why you do things. And your why definitely changes. You know, for me, it is definitely changed into more uh, for my family, for my boys, for the community that we are building, the people. Uh, it is more towards that. That's why we put the best products out so people can be the best themselves. Um, so, it, you know, through time that can evolve. But this to me is is different. The, the it is not your why. The it is more um, the destination, the goal, the target, um, but is very undefinable. I think it, it can be. You know, we begin scratching this out. We talked about, uh, you know, is it a number? You've already addressed it. Is it a place? You know, some people are like, uh, it for me is uh, finishing 30 years of doing this and then having my house at the beach, and I'm going to wake up walking on the sand, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna walk on the sand before I go to bed at night. So it's, it's, it's a place. Um, some, it's a state of being. You know, I want to know that, my kids love me, my wife loves me, and so if I draw my last breath. Some people talk about mental wellness, that, uh, that they finish well in that regard. And we even uh, talked about a word that we kind of giggle at, but uh, like a total, total like organic nature. I think for me, as I've, <clears throat> since we've scratched this out, is I think about it as glory. And glory for me is basically in two parts. I can either live for my glory or I can live for God's glory. And I don't even have to talk much about God's glory to do that. Um, but that glory is the sense that it's something else is shining. So what I found over the years in my own pursuit of it is that every time I live for my glory, it's a black hole. A black hole just constantly consumes. It's always got an angle. I've, I'm, I'm not the best that I can be. Um, but when I live for his glory, everything then has a different twist. So whether it's money in my hands or it's relationships, whether it's business deals or it's networking people, hey, I want to get this person connected with this person, so that they can discover their their it, uh, glory becomes a, a huge thing. And uh, and I think about glory in this way: if you, you ever been to a, you ever been to a bonfire, oh, college yeah. days, oh, yeah. middle of the field? Did, did you guys do that up in PA? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know if they had bonfires up there. Oh, yeah, no, just kidding. There's a lot of sinning going on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so normally you went to a bonfire at night. And how did you know when you got out of your truck, got out of your car in the middle of this field? How did you know where the bonfire was? Saw the light. Smoke. You saw the light. You saw the light and the smoke. And for me, that's like glory. It, it, there's something that is happening in our lives, in our businesses, in our families, in our communities, that all you got to do is just look, and you're going to see the light. You're going to see that shine. And I think that's what draws me to what we do here is because you don't have to look very far to see the distinct light that we care about what goes in the products, we care about the community we're developing, we care about enriching what Doug was talking about, that like-mindedness. And so I, I understand when uh, Doug talks about a legacy, 
because whatever I want to be a part of, I want that legacy to be like it, it is It is a constant light. Like when everything else is dark and when everything, everybody else is like being selfish, like a black hole just pulling it all in, I want to be that one that long after I, long after I go, so, that it shines. So for, for us who are, 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 when we were sitting around talking about this, you know, that was a quick answer that we came to, right? Like as three Christian men, you know, we both have, or we, the three of us all have these, these bigger material goals for ourselves and our family. But very quickly it became clear that like, we're chasing the glory, right? We're chasing, you know, the approval of Jesus Christ and, you know, we're, we're doing it for him and what he did for us. Right. Like, and so like, it was very easy for us to come to that, but let's take a more of a secular approach to this a non-religious uh, approach for one second. To me, um, and all that was about, it was really chasing it is more about others than it is about ourselves. Yeah. That's and, it, and it has to be right. Yeah. Like, and at that, and I think there was definitely a switch. I mean, I think in my early twenties, it was definitely about me. Oh yeah. Right. Like, and there was the vision boards and the fancy cars and the boats and the, you know, all that stuff. I never really did a vision board, but you know, it was up here. <laughs> it was up here. Um, you know, and at some point in time, like all that was kind of out, like that will come like if it's meant to, but like, if you stick this path of really serving others, it just makes things way more rewarding and it makes um, the work, honestly, not really work. It, it's it's just awesome. And so I think from a non-religious point of view, taking it just a little bit more secular and black and white, I think that chasing it, for anyone to be truly successful and truly, um, uh, I want to say, I'll say happy, right? Fulfilled. Fulfilled is a good word, right? I feel like it has to be, that it has to be about others and not about yourself. Yeah. And yeah. it has to be genuine, right? Like it has to be genuine. And you, I'd Are like you to- that right there? Uh, no. Serve, so you're kind of touching on this simple note, but serving to receive it. Yeah. Right? And thinking that way, like how many times have you had, you know, like you got a material thing. That was a goal. You got the material thing. And then I'll think about like um, I, I one of my my second or third car was a an Infiniti G G thirty five you know six speed manual <laughs> two door coupe rear wheel drive I just wanted to I got in it you know bought it but I just wanted to drive it at the end of the day I got I got in a fender mender in the snowstorm I couldn't run put demo <laughs> supplies in the little tiny car all of it, this is probably it my really fault. wasn't that practical. <laughs> But once I got, once I thought, I, once I got it, I realized I just wanted to drive it. And at the end of the day, that vehicle is a means to, to get to A and B and kind of serve a purpose, right? So how many times do you get to like a material that you think you really wanted, you were chasing it, and you got it, and you weren't fulfilled? Yeah, so I live, right? you know, I always have these one-liner principles. But I live by a principle that it's not a matter of getting what you want, it's a matter of wanting it after you got it. And so when, you know, even, you know, Doug, talk, you were like, well, let's take it from a secular point of view. That's what I meant by I can, I can look for the glory of God or I can look for glory in any scenario, whether I'm standing in the pulpit or whether I'm in the gym or whether I'm riding with motorcyclists who hell's, I'm everyone with hell's angels and outlaws and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's the power of it. It's the shift between 
you know, the black hole. Like years ago, I read this story about um, this um, uh, 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 supernova called Betelgeuse. And so it was supposed to... It was supposed to have like gone out. Isn't that a movie? Yeah, it is a movie, but, and we're not going to say it three times because I, I was about to do it. Yeah. I was about to do it. Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Pop! There's Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since you got rid of your mullet, it's just like little. Beetle yeah, no, it's Beetle looking pretty sexy. There. I look like Beetlejuice. No. no, I was just thinking. I always, I always would joke with uh, Steph whenever she would die for a show. She had really short hair, and her face would disappear. I was like, you know how they sprinkled the little stuff on the guy's head, and his head a little shrunk. It was like little Beetlejuice. Well, head. Dude, side note, I know we're on a tangent. <laughs> So I, I played golf on Friday for my brother, my now brother-in-law's bachelor party, and I had no mustache, I had no mullet, and I'm a little thinner these days. I had a baggy polo on because it was a little bit golf polo. Did you get carded? I put a car, my hat on. I looked in the mirror. I sent Sam a picture. I was like, I look like a sick patient. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, this ain't right. Uh, something's wrong here. Oh my gosh. All right, anyways. Hey. Side, side. Anyways, back to Beetlejuice. You're, right. Beetlejuice. You're talking so about anyway, supernova. Yes, yeah, supernova. And and when it dies, like it's it will. And I forget how many million light years it is away from the Earth, but it will it will uh, it'll shine light for like 230 years. Yeah, after it's gone. Yeah, after yeah. it's gone. It's kind of like um, Alfred Nobel. He's a guy who invented ways to kill people faster than anybody else. He a zillion patents. Never married, right? And he he's the uh, founder of Dynamite. He's on his way back from his brother's funeral in Canes, and he picks up a newspaper, and it erroneously reports the doctor of death is dead, the man who found ways to kill people faster. He came up with nitroglycerin, all kinds of stuff. Well, it shocked Alfred Nobel so bad that he changed his last will and testament. He handled a few of his relatives— but basically put the, the sum of his, of his earnings into a trust that is celebrated every year when they give out the Nobel Peace Prize. So ever how many years now, I can't remember the quick reference stuff. I, I didn't write any of that down. It just all came to me. All these years later, hundreds of years later, his, his legacy, his it, his glory is still impacting people. And so I think that's, uh, that's something everybody has to define. You know, when I met Truett Cathy years ago, uh, we were backstage in an event and the owner of Chick-fil-A. And, uh, I was he, like, I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So he was talking about the, the act of tithing, giving a, your tenth to the church. And he, there were a bunch of young, young guys. I was in my 20s then. I had hair and a waistline and muscles, actually. And so he was back there, and he said, we, we tithe or we give 90% of our income. We live on 10 and I was, I was raised kind of with this, you know, save 10, give 10, or give 10, save 10, and live on 80. So I'm sitting there, and sarcastically inside, I say, man, if my 10 was like your 10%, I could, I could give 90 away too. And he must have picked up on that because he said, let me explain. And what he, what he said to this day really, really shakes me. He said, you know, as we started this business, we had our struggle, we had our, we had our ins and our outs, but he said, we got to a place to where we, we were becoming successful. And he said, there was just money coming in. And he said, my wife and I started looking at one another and we were like, okay, we got to give more. And so they started giving more. And before long, like they're giving like 30 and they're giving 40. And he said, in the middle of, of this, 
they looked at one another and asked this question, how much is enough? And, um, and they said it was enough the, for themselves or enough to give enough for themselves. Like, because it was like the more, the more we were serving and the more we were giving and the more we were doing, it was just, it was like the law of reciprocity. You know, right. if you so sparingly, you know, so he, uh, that question though, has like archetyped in my head. It, it's, it's, it's a benchmark in my head that at every new level, there's always a new devil. You know, we yep. say that. And at every new level to ask the question, how much is enough? Because we're in a world right now to where our kids, like they have more, like my kids have way more than I ever thought about having. You know, we were laughing about that this on the morning on the radio. And I'm not so sure having more makes anybody better. <laughs> so if you can be disciplined enough in the chasing of it, I think this is where we're at when we're talking about glory and we're doing something that outweighs us and we're thinking about this legacy is to one of the keys because we were asking the question, how do you get to it? So if, if it is this legacy or if it is this glory, if it is serving other people or then if the it's, job's never done, it, Oh, it's, never, oh, it's done. never done. And so that comes along with our disciplines and our core principles to say, I, and I think one of the questions on how to get to it is how much is, how much is enough? Like how much is enough for me? You know, am I, how I guess is, it de it depends on how big your it is, right? Like, and how big you want your legacy to be, right? Because it, like, like you said, well, it, it will never I think be enough. True, it did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> not many chief. people are going to beat him. But yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the question is then: Is this something that we need to write down? So I think we've we've been pretty good every year. We'll have like a planning meeting, and we'll set we'll set annual revenue goals, and we'll we'll have these will be based on. Okay, we think this this channel is going to do this. This channel is going to do this. This brand is going to do this. These stores are going to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll we'll debrief at the end of the year, and then we kind of have longer term five year five year goals. But I wonder if this is something that you you really need to write down and memorialize. Like I know, and we've talked about it all the time, writing down the core values and writing down those goals. But like, I wonder if writing down it is is like a worthwhile thing. Like, can you, can you put that into words or something that's distillable that you could actually, and it might be a goal you never reach, but is that worth it? And it's almost like a mission. Oh yeah. Is it, is it, is it, is it the mission statement? Yeah, but, like but I think it's more than the mission statement. Cause we kind of have a mission statement. It's, it's more than yeah, that. So I, like, I keep coming back to like the, there's it, but then I keep falling back to the pursuit. Right, so they're they're the, the journey. Right, like the it yeah. you're talking about is should we write it down? So in that example, it was more like uh, you it's know, like our compass is man. goals for the company, right? But to get to it, there has to be a journey involved, and right, and then going back to what you're explaining, which I keep like is the serving to receive it, right? Okay, so how am I going to hit this number on a sales on a sales perspective? Okay, so I need to serve my customers more and more and more. I need to give them the uh, crush it experience, the nutrition corner experience, because in my eyes, that's how sales happen. Yeah, you have to you know, be aggressive sometimes and you have to present and do all those things. But if you serve that person, then the sale, the sale should should come. So like I keep falling back on like the it is the journey more than it is the, the destination. And I think in the process of like using true Kathy or Alfred Nobel or things we're saying is it's the it is really personal. Like I need to be as sharp as I possibly can be 
so that I'm effective in every scenario that that pertains to my it. I mean, so if I'm a, you know, whether it's in my position as a as a pastor, or whether it's my position as my uh, as a husband, as a dad, like Angie and I are pushing ourselves right now, be one percent better today than we were yesterday. And I don't know how we really quantify that, but we have a few bullet points that we're like, did that, did that, like, and one in of those what, in what areas. Like, all areas? In all areas, like in our fitness goals and our spiritual goals and like chores around the house, like nothing left undone. Like we didn't get home last night till 1145 from baseball. And there, were, you know, everybody came in and unloaded their lunch boxes and there were Tupperware everywhere. And I hate Tupperware. And the old me would have been like, I'm going to do it tomorrow, which would probably have been like a third day because the next day, like today is super busy. Yeah. And I was like, no. One percent better, and there is something about walking away from that clear countertop that, for me, was like this is a portion of my it. This is the legacy. And, and how fulfilling is that oh, in that moment, right? And it's the same thing like before I left the house. Like I was with Ryder all morning, and then our nanny came over, and like it's a it's constant. Like I'm getting to that point in my life where like uh, Sam and I will like we're doing a bunch of stuff. It's Sunday. You're doing all the chores, and then. There's that one last load of laundry that just like, and then just kind of say to each other, oh, it just never ends. It just <laughs> yeah. never ends. But like once you, you do it or like I'm going to leave the countertop clean for the nanny and for the day, it feels so much better than just leaving it. Oh, yeah. Right? See, like uh, another portion of our. Well, is, is that chasing it? Could that be it? I get, think it be, could. Get I mean, 1% like, better every day. So like this morning I, I left. So like. Uh, I'm taking the boys to Penn State for the weekend. Steph is going on a girl's trip, which she hasn't done for ages, so it's awesome. And, like, there was a dishwasher. Like, one of the greatest things in our house is the two dishwashers next to the sink. But the problem is there's always one that needs to be empty, <laughs> right? So, like, we can we can push it off, but we can only push it off Path for one. resistance. Yeah, right. So, and this one was, like, it was pulled open, and I was just like, she's like, I'm not going to come back to a messy house. She, you know, she already, like, planted that seed. <laughs> and you know what? Like, she dropped the kids off at school, and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to do this right now, but I undid the whole dishwasher and it was like, after it was done, I was like, man, now I don't, you know, if she left it for me now I don't have to do it when I get home and guess what? Now I get bonus points for her from her. Cause she didn't do it. But like, that's that 1% better. So I think that's it. I mean, like if we could all get better and I, I love Andy Frisella, how he talks about uh, pursuing personal excellence. Cause if you mm -hmm. take care of your own personal, like then you have the ability to take care of others yeah, and, yeah. and to continue to push. So like if you're a mess and you are, and you are out of shape and unhealthy and eat like crap, that's on, that's your fault. You need to get your house in order first before you can start creating your legacy. Right. And it was like you at one point in time when you, you went from being super fit, but you started serving everyone and at the detriment of you, but like, I feel like you're probably in a much better spot now being more healthy to serve others because you have your own personal and fitness in the, and order. right, and in the process, like I'm, I'm rejuvenating myself, and I'm not waiting on a. I didn't realize for 20 years I was waiting on a pat on the back, and yeah. the day that I got delivered from one, having to have a pat on the back to say I was a good boy or I did I did something good for somebody was the most. You know, you hear those reels like no one's coming, no one's coming, and 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 I partially believe that, but just being delivered from waiting on somebody to pat me on the back and say that I did a good job or something was like monumental life-changing for me to where I'm just like, it doesn't matter if anybody pats me on the back. This is who I am. 
this is what I do. You know, one of my it's is is to be financially solvent to where not only can I bless my family, my children, and, and leave a legacy for my grandchildren, but I love the fact of, let's say, for instance, I walked in the nutrition corner, and I heard one of the kids there was like, he was like, man, I love my job, and and I'm just trying to get into school. I'm, I'm going to take a class. And I'm like, and he just says the class is, uh, you know, $375 for the semester. Have $400 cash and say, pow, there it is. Send me your, send me your progress report. You know what is something I heard? Uh, I don't know where I heard it, but it really stuck with me. And I use it a lot. I always fall back on it. I say it to Steph. You know, she's like, always like, how much should I tip him? Or like, do I need to tip him? And I said, well, I don't know. And, and, and I fall back on this. And it was a statement that was never squash a, a generous notion. Like if oh, you feel, if you feel just a little inkling that you should, don't squash it, just do it. Right. And maybe it will be, it will um, push you further than you really wanted. But there was a reason why you had that generous thought or that generous notion and it's easy to kind of talk yourself out of it. But if you get into the habit of just immediately um, just doing it right there and not thinking about it, yep. you'll be much better off. Yep. Like <laughs> and, it, so, it, and so that is something that has been really helpful. I, I just think like I, <laughs> where we keep going, did we, is that it? Did, is that, is oh. that, did, we, did we just figure it out? Like, I don't think get we Get 1% better. Out. Never squash a generous notion. What right. else we got on this list? But I, I think the How much is enough? How, yeah. The point is, is like through all of this, um, a lot of it is, it's going to be different for everybody, but a lot of the, the, I think it is a fulfillment and I think the fulfillment can be found in serving. Yeah. Let me ask a question. So mm, I just had a thought. Let me ask a question real quick. Mm. So like uh, vision boards, I know Carl's big on vision boards. Yes. I think he just checked something off his vision board the other day by the, that truck, um, which was cool. Is to it see. a car or a truck? It's a car. It's not a truck. It's a fancy truck car. It doesn't go to the cabin up the mountain. I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, not with Carl because you can't put fingerprints on it, so it's not going. It's to not the a truck. No, no, it's, it's a car. Super, yeah, yeah, it's a fast car. Um, but so, what about vision boards? Is that something that like I've never done it, and some people do it, and I think that helps them. Is that? Uh, but should you do a vision board? And what does that vision board look like? I know. I know for me, a life-changing moment, and you guys could probably both speak to this, but my chasing it completely changed with kids. Like, it completely changed. You know, there probably was more of a vision board in my head of material items. And, and let me ask you before a question. children. You said you never put it up on the wall. Was yeah. it just in your head because of, of your own, like, glory? Like, you didn't want people to think, oh, my gosh, you know, Doug's selfish. He, you know, no, I was probably just lazy and I didn't want to like cut out the <laughs> okay. magazine, you know, like, yeah. And I don't even know what it was, but I was just like, I always wanted a nice car. I wanted nice cars. Like, yeah. so I've always driven a nice car. It's just even like when I graduated Penn State, I got my first job. I bought an Audi S4. Definitely should not have driven that car, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Whatever. I got like the best job I could have got and I can afford it. So I'm going to buy it. Yeah. You know, and then so I've always had nice cars. I just enjoy it. But I take, I drive them for five, seven years. I don't, I'm not flipping them every year. Like I, I enjoy them, but I don't like, I don't worship them where like I can't. And this is this, this is this is this isn't a knock on Carl. We, we bust him because oh, he's no. so anal and loves to keep things like spotless. Oh, but yeah. like, I'll drive it and get it dirty. Like if, you know, my old Mercedes, like I would drive it hard. And if I got a little, if I got a scrape on the rim, you know, I got a scrape on the rim. Like, 
it's all right. Yeah. It's like, it's just a car. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so like the vision board, um, probably of material things probably existed more before kids. And then after it, as the kids started becoming humans, you know, at first they're, they're not fully engaging. They're in a different stage, right? They're burping and farting and doing all that. But now that they have their own personalities, you know, like it is completely changed and it's, you know, like it's making them proud and making my family proud, you know, with Steph and the boys, it's more towards that and the legacy that they will be left with. Um, does that change with, with kids? And like, I mean, I know for me, it completely did. It's changed. Oh, go ahead. I'm just going to say simply, I think it's just the person, right? Like you can have kids, but still be very self, uh, self-righteous, you know, like in, or selfish. Well, yeah, that, yeah, I guess that's, and that's why, and that's why I use that word glory. I thought I was a pretty selfless guy. Then I got married and I was like, "Mm, I'm (laughs) self, I'm selfish. And then I got, we started having kids and then I was like, I'm a selfish son of a gun. Like, (laughs) You know, like, oh, I, I, I normally would stop and buy these shoes, but I can't because I got to buy diapers right now, you know, or, or this kind of stuff. And that's why I use the word glory. And this was the thought I had, and I, I totally cut you off. But no, no, no. no. You, when you I go. think about the word glory, I think about a light. And if we're ever anywhere that the lights go off, I got a flashlight with me. And I want to shine my light to include others. And I think for me, that's it. I, the, the, chi- the shift for me is that no matter where I'm at, intellectually, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, relationally, I'm going to work. My, my place, my 1% better, my never squash the generous, is so that I can shine the biggest light to include everybody I can. It's like when we're in the gym. You know, we got these timers. When the timers go off, the lights go off. And and it doesn't bother me to get up from where I just finished my set and walk over and trip the light again so that it benefits others. I used to not be like that with my wife, with my children, uh, with anybody. And I learned something about myself. And this is why I ask about the vision board. I realized I had a false humility. I was placating. I mean, this is in my early 20s and I'm traveling and on a plane and speaking in front of a large crowd. I mean, I've been doing that all my life. But but during then, I placated just a, a generosity. But down deep inside, when I look back, it was all about me. It was a false humility. And I cared nothing about that anymore. And, and which leads me to my next thing, because we're talking about kids. We're talking about, you know, in sales, like, so you talked about, okay, we, we have our meetings, we, we broadcast, we forecast where we think we're going to go, and then we recap at the end of the year. So, but we know with sales, there's a time frame uh, when, we, when we prepare for a competition. It's a set, you know, normally a 13, 17-week prep, depending on what we look like, right? Yeah, 42, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, come on, 2024. Yeah, right? come on. Um, so we, even when we buy stuff, we worry about our, you know, what's out here in the warehouse. It has a shelf life on it. And this is where I struggle now, too, is because I am 47. And I've watched people run, and this, this comes back to you, and I know you're going to hone in on this, the journey. So I've watched people pursue it in the journey, and they save, and they put off the Audi. You know, they put off the boat. They put off the vacation. They put off all this stuff, and the day after they retire, pow, they die. (laughs) 
and they never Can't take it with you, and they never get to enjoy their it. And then there are other people that spend it all, yeah. and they they're like it doesn't matter what you gave them, they're going to spend it. And then there, I think the journey is is the stewardship in the middle to where a little along the way, like dip into the it <laughs> a little along the way, and 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 if I can do that, and I can shine my light to where I can include as many people as I can, then I know I've, I've got to work hard to have a bigger flashlight. You know, I, I can't just have, you know, my, my cell phone, you know, trying to light the way for lots of people. Yeah. I like dip into That's it. Good. Yeah, I, I knew. Dip into <laughs> dip it. Dip into it. I'll dip into it. All right, so we got get 1% better. Yep. We got uh, never squash a generous notion. Who, we, whose glory are you living for. Whose glory are you living for. Dip into it. On the time frame. On <laughs> dip it. <laughs> and then um uh expand your light. Yeah, expand right? Your light. Like, you know, become Including. a bigger become a b- bigger flashlight, right? Yeah, bigger footprint. Yeah. And so the one thing that I thought was super interesting and almost weird, and you know, um again, this is not a religious podcast, but we are three Christian men and we had this very deep conversation and it was a lot of it was very it, a lot of it was material. At first, the conversation was very material, like, hey, I, you know, I just want to get to that next level, you know, whatever. And then, Pat, you were reading, uh, I think this was, uh, do you want to read this? That yeah. you, It was a, um, wasn't it just like a devotional, a daily yeah, devotional? So, and it was uh, like the next day. Tim Tebow, mission, living mission possible. Um, and so the, literally the next day, which was the date on the calendar, um, it's a 365 devotional. The title of that devotional was Making It. And we hmm. literally just were talking about it. And so uh, I thought it was, it was amazing how this was, that, uh, you know, popped up right after we had the conversation. So um, it reads, how many of the things on the list are you pursuing as your end goal? Money, time, less responsibility? I can tell you right now for believers, it's not what it means to make it. Making it is being in a, re- a relationship with Jesus Christ. Making it is denying self. Making it is caring for the lost and broken. Making it is being a generous giver. Making it is showing up to heaven and hearing, well done, good and faithful servant, Matthew 25, 21. Don't get distracted by how the world defines making it. When you stay focused on God's mission for your life, you've made it. And then it leaves uh, the question, how would you define making it? And, you you know, one of the things that I I think I want to say right now is that Doug keeps coming back to say this isn't a religious podcast, and and it's not. Um, but truth is truth. And most of the people that listen to our podcast anyway can handle the hard, crazy truths we share. Yeah. And they can handle the philosophical truth we share. And we can handle the spiritual truths and the financial truths that we share. So if you're put off by, oh man, I just talked too much Jesus stuff today, then 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 I would encourage you to be consistent in your acceptance of truth. Because there are just some natural truths and 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 these are natural truths. Tell me you can't benefit your life and somebody else by being 1% better. Tell me you can't be more fulfilled by never squashing a generous uh, notion. Tell me you can't be better and enriched and fulfilled by figuring out what your time frame is and how you want to accomplish your goals. Tell me you won't be remembered well when you make yourself as strong as possible and as resourceful as possible so that when it comes to your avenue and your sphere of influence, you're 
bandwidth of the light you share includes so many people that when you are gone or you're not there or you take a vacation or or you even slow down for a second, everybody is aware of it because your presence is so strong. And I, I would say this last thing, and, and I've been in these slumps of trying to get to it and getting down. Like you feel like, dang, I am never – getting there. I feel like I'm three steps forwards and five steps back. Don't. Don't get down. And if you see somebody else pursuing their it and they are down, man, use some of your light to get them back to pursuing their it again. And so, again, tell me these truths won't work in your life. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I don't think there's a better way to end it than that. Guys, we appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed this discussion of chasing it. Till next time, keep crushing it.